Hey y'all, it's Dr. Kylie with the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast and it is 2023. Where has the time gone? We began this in 2020, would have never known what I would be doing now and what information would be out there about our health. I am so glad that you have taken the time to learn about your health and what you can do to be in charge of it and to be in control of it and to learn about your blood work, what your blood work really says right here on this podcast. In fact, if you could do me a big favor, I would be so grateful if you could leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, take a screenshot picture of it, send it to my team. We'll get you something good just for doing that. If you are a practitioner and you don't have a thriving virtual practice, you need one. That's what In This Together Live is all about. It's happening in February 20th, 21st, and 22nd in Orlando, Florida. Yes, this is an in-person event where I get to meet you and hug you and help you grow the practice of your dreams so you can have more time, locate more freedom of time, location freedom, and financial freedom. But now is the time to do it. You've got to have a thriving virtual practice. The doors are wide open. And who knows what's going to be available in two years. So let's get this done now. Let's build you a thriving virtual practice in just two days. Come join me and other world-class experts in Orlando, Florida at the Wyndham Grand Resort on February 20th, 21st, and 22nd this month. Well, this year. So next month, grab your ticket at drkylieburton.com slash in dash this dash together dash live. It's got all the details and there are only 200 seats available. So grab yours before it fills up. I guarantee it's going to fill up. And I also guarantee you ain't going to want to miss this. It's going to be the thing that blows up your practice so you can help more people while saving your time, saving your energy and having more impact. And who doesn't want to meet in person nowadays? I need to meet you and I need to give you the biggest hug and tell you, you got this. You are a genius. Let's just get more people knowing that your geniusness exists. And I'll see you in Florida next month. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, Dr. Kylie. We have a special guest today returning for her third time because she's that popular. Uh, This is LaCrista Odell. She is a holistic practitioner. Once upon a time, a registered nurse realized there's a better method. She can be found in Oklahoma and virtual modalities. If you are wanting to learn more about her, check her out on Instagram and nativewellnessllc.com is her website. So we're going to talk today about the liver, the gallbladder, and how your supplements might not be cutting it, what you can do instead. Welcome on, LaCrista. Hello. I'm excited to be back. for This is the third time, isn't it? This is the third time, and we've done parasites, I think, in the in the last two previous ones. So this is a new topic: liver, gallbladder. Why why is that hitting your heart right now? Um, I feel like it's something that the general population um, believes that you know we have a liver; it takes care of the toxins. We have kidneys; you know, it filters things out. But what people don't realize is like our bodies were never our bodies were not made to handle the load of toxins that we expose ourselves to every day. Um, we're constantly being exposed as women, especially we're exposed to over a hundred chemicals before we walk out of the house in the morning from our makeup, hairspray, body wash, lotion, shampoo, all of that. So 
And even outside of that, you know, our tap water is contaminated. We're getting chemicals from the air that we breathe from, you know, any kind of processed food that you're eating. So it's what we really have to understand is that this is not, these are not natural things that we were, our bodies were prepared for when we were made. So we have to support our body to be able to maintain a good level of health. We have to support our liver. We have to make sure we're getting rid of toxins and keep our, to keep our body at that optimal level of health. And when people come in um, through, I do muscle testing um, in person and virtually. And so one of the main things that shows up as a primary issue for a lot of people is their liver, because that's where a lot of things start. So we work on the drainage funnel. You have to make sure your bowels are moving. And after your bowels are moving, we have to start working on your liver. So those things have to really be in order for you to be able to detox or drain anything that doesn't need to be in your body. So I feel like it's just one of those milestones that a lot of people skip right over. Like, oh, I'm going to take this multivitamin. I'm going to take B vitamins. I'm going to take all these vitamins. But toxicity is what creates deficiencies. You have to have more of everything if your body's toxic. So the key is to detox, get your liver functioning like it needs to. And then you don't have to take, you know, 20 different kinds of pills. You can probably just take three or four. And so that's our goal is to just educate people on how to keep your liver and gallbladder healthy so that your overall supplement regimen and your overall daily um, regimen is you're able to maintain your health with that. When you say get your bowels moving, what does that look like from one time a day, two times a day, three times every week? Yeah. <laughs> so we have people come in, they're like, oh, I don't go twice a week. And I'm like, we can't do anything until we fix that. So a minimum of once a day, that's absolute minimum. And that's if you're not detoxing or anything. When people are working with us, especially in the early phases, we are doing a lot of detoxing and binding and, you know, getting out heavy metals and parasites. And we want your bowels moving two to three times a day. If they're not, you're going to feel it. You're going to have headaches, you're going to have body aches, you know, you're going to have some GI discomfort. You're going to have some other things. So that's always the very first thing that we have to get in order or get your bowels moving. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify that because people think, well, I don't have GI problems. Like once every other day is still constipation. Yeah, exactly. And I would I would argue with some people once a day is still constipation for some people, depending on what you're what you're working on, how much you're eating, you know, that sort of thing. Do you find if people are doing more intermittent fasting that it's decreased? Like frequency wise, I should say. No, not necessarily, because a lot of these people they are cutting down, um, cutting down their calories a little bit. But some people are still eating the same amount of calories; they're just narrowing their window of eating, which is still good because you're still, you know, giving giving your digestive system that rest, and you're letting your body, you know, clean itself a little bit. So I do think intermittent fasting is beneficial. Um, I don't recommend it for everybody, depending on what people are working through. But I don't necessarily notice a change in bowels with intermittent fasting. That's, that's going to vary, of course, from person to person, but generally, yeah. I've been trying to monitor myself, like, when I'm lazy, because that's, that's what I, it's the truth. <laughs> and just don't eat breakfast or there's, you know, nothing for breakfast that sounds good. I don't have time to make it, whatever it is. I don't, I'm intermittent fasting today, right? Yeah. And I just kind of paid attention <laughs> to my bowels with those days. And it seems to be like there's more and more frequent days of intermittent fasting than not. 
And then I'm, my problem is I don't eat enough when I do eat. And it's a spiral downhill. But that's the it. battles of an entrepreneur, right? I know. <laughs> Two to three times a day, bowel movements. One time a day minimum. If someone's not there, what's something that they can do right now to speed up that GI tract? So the main thing that I go to is Cellcore has a product called Bowel Mover. And so we all we automatically recommend that so that we can move forward with our program. But our goal is to get our clients where they don't need that. So through balancing the gut microbiome, doing parasite cleanses, getting the liver and gallbladder where it needs to be, getting enzymes where they need to be. Um, and by doing those things, most of the time, you know, our clients' bowels will regulate, but we have to put them on something to get their bowels moving so that we can get some of the toxins and pathogens out of there. Because parasites will secrete a chemical it's kind of, I mean, that will literally slow down your bowels because they don't want to leave your body. So when you do parasite cleanses, people are like, oh, am I going to, you know, do I need to be home? Am I going to have to be close to the toilet? I'm like, in some cases with some people, but more people than not, it's the opposite. So they're actually having to take bowel mover during a parasite cleanse when they wouldn't normally on a day-to-day -day basis because it stimulates those parasites to be like, whoa, what's going on? We do, we're not ready to leave yet, you know? So, um, yeah, they're smart buggers. Yeah. So bowel mover is what we normally recommend at the beginning of the program. Like, let's just get them moving. Let's, let's jump in and be able to do some other things. And then we'll hopefully get you off that later. I always like to say water too. Yes. Just most people are dehydrated, myself included. Yeah. My um, little, she's two years old now, but when we were, she was just turned one, major constipation issues. And I got her off of the milk because one, she didn't like dairy milk. And two, I quit buying formula for her. Um, and then three is she, she guzzles water now. Yeah. She'll drink, I <clears throat> swear, a gallon of water a day. And it's not a joke. He's through two overnight diapers every single night, but water completely transformed her bowel movements. Yeah. And so I think if, especially when we're dealing with little kids, yes, I get so many messages. I'm sure you do the same thing from moms. Like, how can I help my four-year-old constipation water? Yeah. If they're not start drinking there. water, definitely start there. And exercise and then jump in. Okay, so we got bowel movements. Let's talk more about the liver and the gallbladder. Go for it. So, like I said, that's the main thing that we see um, as a primary issue when people come in. And when I say primary issue, not that they're coming in complaining of that. That's just what we're finding when we're doing our assessment. Um, about a quarter of Americans. Yeah, have they're not coming in saying, "Hey, I have liver problems and yeah, yeah. GI problems." Because they don't know. They don't understand like, that that's what. Yeah. They don't understand what's going on. But a quarter of Americans have fatty liver disease. Um, and 20%, they say 20% have gallstones, but I actually believe that that number is a lot higher. Um, and about half of Americans have what we call biliary sludge, which is just really thick bile that's not moving like it's supposed to. Um, the liver creates about a thousand milliliters of bile a day, which is quite a bit. And it's stored in the gallbladder. And so when we eat, the sphincter of OD is what releases that into the small intestines. And so we have to make sure that that whole process is working like it's supposed to. So the liver plays a lot of roles. So it helps break down estrogen to filter it out of the body. Um, so when your liver's backed up, your estrogen levels can rise. So estrogen dominance is huge with women in America because we're using products that have what we call xenoestrogens in them. So they're fake estrogens, all your perfumes and your lotions and all your smelly good stuff that has fragrance in it is wrecking your hormones which is also destroying 
the function of your liver and vice versa. So the liver and hormones, it's back and forth. One affects the other. Um, so the sphincter of OD actually has a lot of estrogen receptors on it. So that's why a lot of pregnant women get gallbladder flares. So they'll have a flare when they're pregnant. So we always say like address this prior to uh, sphincters from it's from the one that goes from the gallbladder to the small intestine. So the one that releases the, the bile into the, into the gut. Um, so when you're exposed to toxins, it creates it, the bile turns sticky. So it doesn't flow like it needs to. So that's one way that, that the bile can get real sludgy. Another thing is our gallstones. So a lot of people think that gallstones are just in the gallbladder, but gall just means bile. So these can also be in the liver. So they're called intrahepatic stones. So they can be all through, um, all through the liver. So there's 50,000 bile ducts through the liver. They're all about two to five millimeters long. And if you get sludgy bile or you get a small stone in there, then you're blocking the flow of the bile and the bile is what's trying to escort these toxins out of the body. So then it's just sitting in there and it's not going anywhere. So <clears throat> that's one thing that we really want to focus on is making sure your hormones are balanced by cutting out all the xenoestrogens, all the toxic products that you're using that are raising your estrogen levels. So the way we do that, cutting out your products that are toxic, we add, what I recommend is advanced Tudka and um, Cellcore binders like Viradkim and HMET. So those are going to help decrease the toxin load and help improve that bile flow in the liver. That's a really good way to start getting those estrogen levels down. Um, there's other things, other work that needs to be done with that normally, but that's a really good place to start. Um, and the, what I tell people as far as trying to find out what products you need to get rid of, there's two different apps that I recommend. One's called Think Dirty. So you just scan your product and it's going to give you a number um, between one and 10 on how toxic that product is. Um, what I've noticed with that app is if it has, if you scan something that has fragrance in it, it's automatically an eight. So it's going to automatically bump that product to an eight. So that tells you how toxic um, fragrance is. Um, the other one is the EWG. And you said the app was called? Think Dirty. You said Think Dirty? Yeah. So it's a really good one. Um, the EWG has an app too that does the same thing. So you scan scan a product, it's going to give you a score. So these products are really um, just loading our liver down with these toxins and these xenoestrogens that are affecting our liver and our hormones. And that's another reason why women are at a higher risk for developing gallstones because our hormones play such a big role in that equation. So women specifically over 40 and women that are pregnant. Um, so when you have estrogen dominance, like I said, it's going to slow everything down, but it also inhibits your gallbladder function. They actually did a study. Um, they gave an estrogen infusion, and for 20 minutes after the infusion, the sphincter of OD the, was significantly decreased. The function of it was significantly decreased. So that shows when you're estrogen dominant, it's really slowing down that function. Um, so... Um, it's going to make the bile thicker, slower empty, empty, emptying. And then the bile that you have in there is going to be what we call super saturated. So it has more, it's holding more than what it should as far as, you know, cholesterol, bile salts, toxins, all of that is just really, really saturated. So like I said, advanced Tudka is a really good one that helps flush it out. And then taking binders is going to help really bring that toxin load down. Um, some other factors, of course, um, are going to be your bowels not moving because you're not able to get those toxins out, thyroid issues, being overweight, and parasites. So all of those are going to play a role. But um, 
the ones that we talked about are really the main, most common things. And I think the problem in America is that everything is so like normalized, like going, they think if it's sold at Walmart or, you know, that it's safe to use. And these are the products that are wrecking us because we, we don't realize the danger. You know, you're, I tell people you, you're going to put progesterone or testosterone cream or something, some kind of cream on your body as a medication because it absorbs through your skin. But you're not thinking about everything else that you're putting on your skin is also being absorbed. So you have to consider if you can put a patch on for pain and that medication is being absorbed into your body or hormones it's being absorbed into your body, all the chemicals in everything else you're putting on your body is being absorbed into your bloodstream as well. So you have to look at it like that. So being very, very cautious of what we're putting in and on our bodies is going to directly affect our liver and gallbladder health. I just want to add too, along with Walmart, Amazon. Oh yeah, yeah. If, as you're dropping, as you're dropping supplement names here, they're gonna go grab Tudka, advanced Tudka on Amazon, and look yeah, for it. Yeah, don't buy okay? anything it's on counterfeit. Amazon. It is. Don't buy anything on Amazon. Don't do supplements on Amazon. You might it might look the same. Yeah. Might have the same label. It might be a dollar cheaper or whatever the price is. Doesn't yeah. matter. You are not getting the same stuff. So stop taking Amazon as a shortcut. All of the supplements that we use, so I use Cellcore, Standard Process, Systemic Formulas, um, Apex Energetics, all the ones we use have to come through a practitioner. Like you have to have a number, you have to prove that you are a practitioner to have access to these supplements because you. it's really important to work with somebody while you're walking through these because they're so much more potent than something that you can buy off the shelf anywhere else. Because if you buy supplements at Walmart, per se, it's full of fillers and you're not really getting what it says is in the bottle. And if it is, it's synthetic. And so buying through a practitioner where you have somebody to go through questions is really key. Um, making sure that you get all your questions answered and you get your dosing correct because the dosing that's on the bottle may not be right for you. And you take it and you start having a reaction and you think that you're having a negative reaction. It may be a detox reaction. You may just need to adjust your dose. You may need to add something else in. So working with somebody is really key when you start going through these kind of things. Yeah. For sure. Especially in my experience and yours too, Cellcor is definitely needed. Help. Really strong stuff. Very strong stuff. Really yeah. strong. Very strong stuff, but it works if you get it the right avenue with the right practitioner. Yeah. Yeah. So another issue and another problem that we see with the liver is if the liver's not moving like it's supposed to, so it's a drainage organ. So on the drainage funnel that we talk about, your bowels are at the bottom and then it's your liver. And then above that is like your kidneys, your lungs, your skin. These are all drainage organs. So that's why a lot of kids that get a lot of vaccines all at once will develop allergies and asthma, eczema, because those toxins are trying to come out through other drainage organs. So you'll get things like eczema, acne, psoriasis. Um, even with the kidneys, um, people will start retaining fluid. They'll get blood high blood pressure. Um, things like that. So the liver is really key on keeping everything else functioning. Wait a second. You said if your drainage funnels, meaning your bowels and your kidneys and your liver aren't doing their job, you can get high blood pressure from that. Yeah. We were just talking about that earlier. They're like, wait, you, we were talking about using mouthwash and it wipes out all the good bacteria in your mouth and you can't get that can use that bacteria to convert into nitric oxide, which is used to, you know, relax the arteries. So if you're using like Listerine per se, and you're killing all the good bacteria in your mouth, 
it can actually cause high blood pressure because you don't have nitric oxide. So um, that's what I tell people. I'm like, if you're using mouthwash, stop using mouthwash. Just brush your teeth with a good, clean, non-fluoride toothpaste and floss and you'll be fine. Okay, so we've covered liver, toxins, gallstones, bile. Um, we've, we've talked a lot about the high estrogen levels. What does that look like? How would somebody know who's listening? Like, I have no idea if I'm that person or not. What does it look like? So, like I said, estrogen, estrogen dominance is something that we really see a lot of. And a lot of that is just due to using toxic products and our liver being backed up. So our liver is where the estrogen is broken down. So what happens is your estrogen goes into your liver to be broken down. But if your liver is focused on toxins, it's not going to break down the estrogen and it's just going to be recirculated out into the body. So things that estrogen dominance are the symptoms that most women complain of in America. You've got like brain fog, fertility issues. They can have low libido. They can have trouble sleeping. Can't lose weight. Your hair's falling out. And a lot of this is mistaken for thyroid problems a lot of times. Um, so we work with, when we do hormone testing, we have a lot of women that have estrogen dominance, but your estrogen doesn't have to be out of range high for you to be considered estrogen dominant. Your estrogen progesterone ratio just has to be off. So your progesterone might be a little on the lower side. Your estrogen is a little on the higher side. That's going to throw you into this estrogen dominance category and you're going to start developing these symptoms. So it's something that's very important for us to be aware of. Like I said, it's just a really our daily routine. I feel like in women that's affecting us. All right. So as we finish up here, give us a story or two of one of your favorite patient transformations. So um, there was a client wasn't really having any liver issues and it wasn't even something that was showing up as a primary issue. And so one thing we've talked about through silk or a lot, they talk about coffee enemas and coffee enemas are really beneficial because what happens is when you do a coffee enema, um, right inside the rectum is the hemorrhoid vein, which connects to the portal vein that goes directly to the liver. And it basically this coffee and the caffeine and the acids that are in there irritate the liver and causes it to dump um, bile. And so it really forces the liver to like self empty and self clean. And so uh, we've been talking about these. She heard us talk about these and she was like, I'm going to do one. Like I, you know, I'm just going to do one and just see what happens. And so if she goes and does a coffee enema, which is something we do recommend for people that have estrogen dominance, people that are really struggling with their supplements and their liver's not improving. Um, and I don't mean liver improving as far as like even liver enzymes, I just mean like through muscle testing, like we're, we're given supplements and we're having trouble with things improving or on their functional labs. We see that there are still things there that we need to work on. We'll recommend coffee enemas. And so she did a coffee enema. Like I said, liver wasn't even really like a primary issue for her. She was maintaining really well. She was on a maintenance program. Um, she passed about 200 gallstones on that first round. So what happens is, like I said, the gallstones don't always show up on imaging because a lot of them, the ones that show up on imaging are just the ones that have high mineral content. A lot of these are just made of like cholesterol. So they are, you know, they're little stones, but they're not mineral dense enough that they're going to pick it up when they scan to see if you have them. So, and a lot of these are all through the intrahepatic ducts in the liver, not just in the gallbladder. So when she did this flush, that's the majority of what came out was just the toilet was full of gallstones. 
And so I always encourage people, like if that's something that you're on, you know, you're having trouble with your hormones, you're having trouble with your gut, you're having, you're just trying to detox in general. It's a really good tool to add in. And a lot of people are like, oh no, can't do that. But the effects of it, people have so much more energy afterwards. People will say that their skin clears up. They, it helps them lose weight and not losing weight because you're just, it's not a traditional enema. You're not just cleaning out your bowels. You're literally the coffee is going up the portal vein, irritating the liver, and you're literally dumping toxins when you do this. So it's, I call it a manual liver clean out. So supplements, you just have to let them work and it's a really slow process. This is a really quick way to get in there and clean things up quickly. You can't just use any coffee, right? It's got to be. No. So the one we recommend is called Pure Life Enema Coffee. And so it's like toxin-free, mold-free, because you definitely don't want to just like brew up some Bulgers. That's not going to be, not going to probably be successful coffee enema. But, um, but yeah, we recommend Pure Life Coffee. That's what we um, have here at our office. And, um, but it's really, like I said, really effective way to get things moving really quickly for people that are like anxious to wait on their supplements or the supplements just aren't cutting it. Yeah. All right, LaCrista, where can they find you to work with you? Uh, my Instagram is LaCrista Odell, at LaCrista Odell. My website is nativewellnessllc.com. And you can actually, there are links to book on both of those platforms. And you can be in person in Oklahoma or virtual anywhere in the world. Yes. All right, girl. Nice to connect with you again. Can't wait to share this one and uh, get people healthy the right way. Yes, it was good being on here again. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, your host, Dr. Kylie. We are in season six. Holy smokes, I've been doing this for two and a half years. It's so cool to see what, when you say yes to an opportunity or when you say yes to something which you're not even ready for, like I did when I started this back in July of 2020, I don't think I'd ever listened to a podcast episode before in my life and when I started one. And I grabbed some book off Amazon that was super cheap and small. I wasn't reading no lengthy thing. And it was like a step-by-step process of how to start a podcast. I was like, all right, I'm going for it. So the message here is start before you're ready. Just start and you'll figure it out along the way. I always like to say, you know, you jump out of the airplane, you build your wings on the way down. That's the key to success in business anyways. And it's really the key to success in getting the life that you want, honestly. Just start before you're ready. And then two is do something that you love. You know, I, like I said, I never created a podcast before. I never listened to a podcast episode before I launched mine. And what I discovered was it's like my favorite way to teach. It's my favorite way to connect. It's having this podcast. So I went from doing like one time a week and now it's like two times a week. We've been doing it for a while now at two times a week and we ain't stopping. So Got some pretty incredible guests coming your way. Pretty incredible um, truth bombs and knowledge we're going to drop on you. So you got to listen to everything because you never know when that truth bomb is going to come out. And that knowledge that you were just like, oh my gosh, that's the missing piece to it. So I'm hoping that I can provide some missing pieces, a huge one to many of you right here, right now. Autoimmune diseases are where the immune system is under so much stress and duress that it attacks a normal tissue. What it attacks is dependent upon what your genes tell it to attack. So you might have rheumatoid arthritis and it's attacking your joints. 
Um, you might know someone who has multiple sclerosis and it's attacking their spine. You might know someone who has Hashimoto's and it's attacking their thyroid. You might know someone who has Crohn's disease and it's attacking their large and small intestine. I think it's just large intestine with Crohn's. But you get the point. Your immune system, which is mostly housed in your gut, I think the number is like 75, 80% of your immune system is inside your gut, is so overburdened that it's like, okay, I'm done. Throws its hands up in the air and just says, I'm going to have some fun and attack. Hey, genes, what should I attack? Genes tell it what to attack. Anyways, that's a very, very simple version of it, but that's how it goes, okay? So when I talk about um, what to do in regards to autoimmunity and healing from autoimmune, it's all the same because you have to, the three steps to healing from your autoimmune concerns are first, you got to give your immune system what it needs to do its job. It's pretty depleted by the time it's an autoimmune case. The key ingredient of what it needs is vitamin D. You're going to hear me preach this all the freaking time if you haven't listened Listen to me already preach this stuff. Your immune system needs vitamin D and it needs a lot more of it than our stupid RDA values and our RDA recommendations. The recommendation for vitamin D um, supplement dosage is 2,000 IUs a day. If you don't want to die or if you don't want to get, you know, chronic illness, then you can keep it at 2,000. Or if you want to get chronic illness, you can keep it at 2,000 IUs a day. If you actually want to like have a great life with a healthy body, um, you'll need a lot more than that. So vitamin D and just making sure that we're giving our immune system everything it needs in that first step. Once you've supplied the immune system, now you can remove the triggers. Your immune system had to be triggered by something to start attacking normal tissue. Oftentimes, those triggers come in the form of infections. We're going to talk about a few of them and how you can know if autoimmune is ruining your health, whether you have a diagnosis or not of autoimmunity. The numbers might shock you, actually. So if you're listening to this, you haven't grabbed your blood work yet, go grab it, push pause and go grab it and find it on your phone and find the CBC with differential. Take a screenshot of that differential so you can see and reference it easily as we talk about these numbers because we're going to talk about two of them that are very, 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 very important. Very important. If I were to say these are the two most important blood work markers, um, they would definitely be in the top 10. But I don't think it's the markers themselves. It's the pattern I'm going to teach you. Okay. All right. There's my rehash of autoimmunity and how to make it simple. Now, autoimmunity is also a big concern if you're just one of those people who have all the symptoms, all these things going on, or all these diagnoses going on, and yet you're not getting anywhere. So you figured out the triggers, the infections, which I'm about to go through with you in your blood work, CBC with differential. And then last but not least, since your immune system is your gut, you got to rehab it. You rebuild that gut. So there's your three steps. Okay. Now coming from a scenario of me in high school, uh, senior year in high school, I ended up having to go to whatever they call those throat people and get my throat scoped three times because my esophagus was closing. I had so much acid reflux that it was like, I couldn't swallow, I could barely swallow fluids. 
senior in high school. I'm on like nine different medications because that's what my family knew at the time. I had major asthma problems. Well, because one, we live in Utah and the air's crap. And I know there's something in the air because when we leave now, when we come, like we go to Idaho or we go to California, we go to Florida, like I'm going to Florida this weekend and I'll, I'll have a problem over there. When I come back, there's, it's the air here. So I had a lot of, I, I wouldn't say major, I would say more minor health concerns, but I was on, a, I remember joking with my grandma at the time, when I was a senior in high school, that, um, hey grandma, I'm taking as many pills as you are. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I had really bad acid reflux as part of this problem. And I remember the very first time someone said to me, you need to add hydrochloric acid back in. I was getting my bachelor's degree in, in nutrition at the time. And I'm like, it's like, no, you're supposed to, that's why, what? There's too much HCL. That's what we're preached. That's what we're told. That's what Pepsid AC and Prilosec and Pepsid and whatever all the pills are doing telling you that there's too much hydrochloric acid going on. Well, they're wrong. There's not enough. That's just one key component. So I, what I did was I added, eventually when I was like 24, 25, somewhere along those lines, I added hydrochloric acid via supplementation because I worked for a chiropractor then who introduced me to this world of functional medicine. And then again, blasphemy to my ears coming from dairy farmers. Eliminate dairy from your diet. What? Dairy has calcium and all, and milk has cal this calcium in it, and it's so good for you and strong bones. That's what you need. Yeah, I don't do I don't do dairy anymore. I haven't done dairy in a long time, probably almost a decade now that I'm 33 years old. And the hydrochloric acid, like I don't I don't have to live off that stuff. I mean, I've been fine ever ever since I replenished it and got dairy out of my diet. I haven't had a problem since, not even during pregnancies. So. This stuff works. All right. Autoimmune. Are you fighting it and not knowing? Well, grab your blood work because you're about to find out. You're going to look for the uh, CBC with differential. It needs to be with differential. If you only have a CBC, you are missing a huge, five huge puzzle pieces, actually. And you're not going to know what your scenario is as I talk about this, because these two markers are found in the differential portion of your CBC. The markers are called neutrophils and lymphocytes. Okay, neutrophils, their job is to fight bacteria. Now, very rarely will you ever get told or ever hear of someone being told that their neutrophils or lymphocytes were um, abnormal. Physicians, MDs, DOs are not even trained to look at these things, really, unless it's like cancer. To me, this these five markers inside the differential makes the CBC, the lab test, worth the price of gold, if you know how to read it right. So pay attention to the neutrophil marker. That neutrophil, if it's above 60%, make sure it's the percent and not the absolute value. You need to know the percent. 60% is the magic number. It's above 60%, you're fighting a bacterial infection. And because very rarely is there one going on a, uh, by itself, I'm always going to tackle bacterial and fungal at the same time. 
There's just no way to differentiate or identify fungal specifically with the CBC differential portion. But if there's bacterial, I'm going fungal too. Treat them hand in hand. If the lymphocytes are above 30%, lymphocytes, their primary job is to fight viruses. So if it's above 30%, you have a low-grade virus. Number one reason for or trigger for autoimmune diseases. Number one reason for anxiety and depression. Number one reason for chronic fatigue. At least to me, because I've seen thousands and thousands of labs. And that's what I'm constantly, I constantly found when I was doing it. Now I teach practitioners how to do this stuff. Okay. So notice that I said neutrophils are at 60%. And lymphocytes are at 30 what if I always get this question so let's address it what if they're low what if you have lymphocytes at like 14% well if something's low something else has to be really high focus on the high numbers because the neutrophils the lymphocytes the monocytes the eosinophils the basophils all five of those are the differential portion inside your CBC, and all five of those must add up to 100%. So if something's really low, like a, new, like a lymphocyte count being at 14, then something else has to be really high to balance out the 100% equation, focus on the high marker. Okay, what I want you to focus in on this episode specifically is that 60-30 from neutrophils, and lymphocytes. Now, 60-30 is a 2 to 1 ratio, right? What if your blood work right now that you're looking at, those two numbers are meeting in the middle? What if you're seeing a 42% and a 48%? When they get close to meeting in the middle like that, you're now looking at a one-to-one -one ratio. What does that mean? Autoimmune. That's how you know if you're fighting an autoimmune health problem and not even knowing it. Okay. Now, can I diagnose what the autoimmune problem is? No. Is it likely that there's more than just one? Yes. But now you know there's a reason why your body, your symptoms are all over the place. Because your immune system is wrecking havoc. Whatever it feels like wrecking havoc at. There's a reason why the symptoms are still there despite elaborate treatment. You got to go back and give the immune system the strength and the support it needs. Then you got to get rid of what caused the things in the first place. If you're looking at a 48 and a 42%, you got a really high lymphocyte marker. Virus, that's the trigger of the autoimmune disease. And very rarely do I only treat viruses. It's usually a triple threat combination. In autoimmune especially, I'm going to handle viruses, bacterial, and fungal at the same time. Okay, now here's the fun part when you get to this. I, it's like I, I geek out on this stuff. My assistant used to be like, hey, it's Christmas morning with my with the next set of labs. 
And uh, I loved it when you could trace patterns going back. So if you have blood work from like six months ago and six years ago and eight years ago, get all of it. Because there might have been a time where you took a blood, blood work sample and it was a good day. You remembered to pick up your kids from school. You felt good enough to cook dinner instead of grabbing takeout that night. It was a day where you didn't have to take a nap to survive. Versus two years ago, man, that was not a good week. You were in survival mode the whole entire week and you couldn't sleep enough no matter how many hours of sleep you got. That blood work is going to be different than the time you felt good. Because whether you're finding an autoimmune two years ago versus six months ago, now you're not. This is not, not the scenario. It's how bad is the flare during the one-to-one -one ratio period versus, oh, okay, I'm not, I'm not doing so bad today. You know, you always hear about these good days and bad days of people with autoimmune. I had a good day or, oh my heck, the, the hives are breaking out again. I've got the rash back again. Like, why does it come back? Why do things reiterate and return? It's the triggers. It's these infections that are ebbing and flowing. Sometimes they're more active. Sometimes they're more dormant. When they're more active, your symptoms are worse. When they're more dormant, they're not. And you can really find the story of how you feel and how patients of practitioners feel when you trace back and look through these numbers and these patterns. So grab all of the blood work you have and see if you have this pattern hidden somewhere inside. Remember, 60-30 is perfecto. If it's above 60%, if the neutrophil count is above 60%, bacterial, fungal infection, the kind that causes um, gut problems, like chronic constipation, chronic diarrhea. Uh, you can take that one marker, actually, and bypass a SIBO breath test with that one blood marker, which is cool because you can save yourself hundreds of bucks by blood work you already have. If your lymphocytes are above 30%, that mono that you had at 18 years old, well, it never really went away. Still hanging out in a low-grade term, which is causing you to feel more tired than normal, which is causing the anxiety and depression to be there still, despite the antidepressant. So you don't need Renvolk or whatever the heck the commercial is to add in addition to your antidepressant. But whatever, that's just me. Okay, go get your blood work checked. Go get your labs that you already have. Check the neutrophil count. Check the lymphocyte count. If you're not seeing it in a percentage form, that means you only have the absolute value version. And I want to explain how to convert that right here, right now. A little bit tricky. Go grab the book, Why Are My Labs Normal? on Amazon my book, and I'll explain to you how to convert an absolute value into a percentage value. You must know the percentage in order for this pattern to work. You can do it. All right. If you like this episode, and if you're like, holy smoke, this girl knows her labs, I want you to know your labs just as good. I want you to have the power in your hands. So next time you get blood work and your doctor says your labs look great, you can smile and say thank you. 
and take them home and read them yourself. Power is in your hands. If you like this episode, please share this podcast on your social media. Just say, I learned so much about my blood work. Boom, share it on. Leave a review right on the podcast platform that you're listening to. It means a great deal to me. And go grab the book. And if you're that much kinder, leave a review for the book too on Amazon. All right, guys, your blood work is loaded with answers. You just need to know how to read it right. Wasn't that just so good? Loaded with tons of information, just as this podcast has been the entire time. If you're new here, welcome. If you've been around for a while, I love it. Thank you for your support. I would be so grateful if the newbies and the oldies would leave a review on their favorite podcast listening app. Take a screenshot of that review and email it to my team. We've got some goodies coming out to you if you do that. My team's email is drkylieteam at gmail.com. If you're a practitioner and you do not have a thriving virtual practice yet, you need one. Now is the year. Now is your year. Don't let another thing get thrown at us by this world and take you down. Let's future-proof your practice. Let's get you creating and living and thriving in a practice that you love, that provides you with more time freedom, more energy, and location freedom, and financial freedom too. We will be doing just this in two days in Orlando, Florida at the Wyndham Grand Resort. Grab your ticket at drkylieburton.com slash in dash this dash together dash live. There are 200 seats for the in-person event and you can attend there. You can attend virtually wherever you are in the world. Why? Because I'm here to help you. If you're not a practitioner, I'm gonna help you too. I've got a book out on Amazon called Why Are My Labs Normal? If you haven't grabbed it yet, go grab it and learn how to read your blood work a better way so you never have to rely on anybody else again. And that's a wrap. I'll see you on the next episode.